We speak English. We play the hits. Capital. We're gonna ride, 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 ride till we fall. They say we got no, 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 no future at all. They wanna keep, keep, keep us out, can't hold us down anymore. We're gonna ride, 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 ride till we fall. When we hit the bottom.
A very warm welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Cup of Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. Of course, it's the 1st of September, the Day of Knowledge, and we plan to fill your perfect, beautiful minds with the very best news, views, previews, reviews, and interviews in the world of sports. Well, just one second. I know that there's a lot of you out there listening to us who are back in school, or even kindergarten, or college, or university tomorrow. So tonight we will make an exception and say that in the next hour you will receive more information and more education tonight than in a whole year of a BA. That's a joke, of course. Okay, so uh, I do have to say that my own little boy, he is listening to this. Tim, if you are grumpy tomorrow because you stayed up late to listen to this show, because of course tomorrow is for a spell. Uh, okay, look, I'll, I'll try not to be angry, but thank you very much for listening. Anyway, okay, so what's coming up? Well, we've got Dublin in just a moment with the news roundup, and uh, we have a return of the Mac, Big Andy. He is back in the studio, thankfully. He hobbled his way in here. Uh, both legs seem to work normally, and his mouth as well. That's the most important thing. So we are, we could not be happier, and that is the God's honest truth. Right, shortly we will go out to Siberia to Andrew Flint, and we'll talk about the comings and the goings in Manchester United, as well as the prospects of the champions and your leagues draw draws even um then we're going to have a bit of a discussion about locomotive they are welcoming cristiano ronaldo to moscow we're going to speak with the communications director for local kiro Bredo, just how awesome it'll be to have mr ronaldo out at the rjd arena and then finally we will have rhoda murphy our bundesliga expert he will tell us all that we need to know all that, even people in St. Petersburg, so if anyone in St. Pete's, listen to this as well, because remember, Lokomotiv and Zenit, you are playing Bayer Leverkusen and Red Bull Leipzig, respectively, in the Champions League. So you need to listen to Ronan, because he also gives Ronan the Bundesliga as well. We will have absolutely everything for you. But first, I'm going to hand over to Double N and the Sports News. Hey, good evening. It's been a very busy week of sports since we were last on. With Russian and English Premier League match, the draws made for the UEFA Champions League and Europa Leagues, boxing, tennis, cycling, and of course, rugby. So, which one should we start with, Alan? Um, whatever's tastiest. All right. <laughs> Let's begin with the Russian Premier League and Dynamo Moscow, who got a solid nil-nil draw out in Samara with Krylo Savetov on Friday night. That should have begun a positive weekend for our local clubs, but yesterday Loco went down 2-1 at home to Valery Karpin's Rostov, and the home side were unlucky as they fought hard in the second half and would have had a draw, but for an amazing goal, line stopped late in the game. CSK won Arsenal Tula 2-1 and Spartak lost 1-0 to Zenit. Another game of note is Sochi's first Premier League win to away to Rubin. They won 3-0 in Kazan. So Krasnodar, Rostov and Zenit are, t- are at the top with 17 points and uh, three Moscow clubs coming right behind them. CSK at the first, uh, the fourth place, Spartak at fifth and Loka at the sixth position. Dynamo is 11th. In England, more agony for Manchester fans of the Red Variety. 1-1 away to Southampton is not what Oli needs, especially with their removal of quite a few big earners. Andrew Finley has that next. Chelsea also failed to win, held 2-2 at home by Sheffield United. Man City whiffed Brighton 4-0. Watford picked up for their first point away to Newcastle, while West Ham won 2-0 at home to Burnley. Liverpool have kept up their winning ways to trancing Burnley 3-0 at Turf Moor. Earlier today, Everton beat Wolves 3-2. And the big game of the weekend was, of course, the North London Derby, ended as a draw in a four-goal thriller. It was an international week now on the south of the table, after four games, has Liverpool perfect with 12 points, City second on 10 points, and Leicester is third with 8 points. 
Watford are bottom with less altar point about them on three points are Norwich City, Aston Villa and Wolves. In Germany, the three rounds played and the big shock this weekend was Borussia Dortmund's losing at the Union Berlin. Lokomotiv Moscow's opponents in the Champions League Bayer Leverkusen drew 0-0 at home to Hoffenheim. Bayern with Mainz 6-1. Not long ago, Arsenal's Europa League opponents in Krat Frankfurt match with Fortuna Dusseldorf finished 1-1. The big news from Spain was Barcelona's draw at Osasuna's last night. That one ended 2-2. Another team Loco will face in Champions League action, Atletico Madrid, are currently in action against Eibar in second half, and the score is 2-1 for Eibar. Surprisingly, yeah. Real Madrid are at Villarreal at 10 o'clock tonight. Italian football returned last week and the fourth team in Locos Champions League group, Juventus, opened up their title defense with a 1-0 away to Parma. And yesterday, they had a real battle in a 4-3 at home to Napoli. Last night, AC Milan beat Brescia 1-0 and a little earlier, Roman Derby between Lazio and Roma finished 1-1. Okay. All right. Last night, Alexander Povetkin stayed on track for another crack at the World Heavyweight title by beating French container Hugo Ferry, brother of Tyson. You watched that, Alan? I did, yeah. I watched the actual whole card. I know uh, Andy Mack didn't because uh, he was a bit annoyed because of the... Uh, I was livid with Match TV for switching off the Juve-Napoli game. Exactly, Unreal. because they're not into bookmakers, you know, but anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> no, the fight was actually quite good. Pavekin was just that bit too good. I mean, he turns 40 tomorrow, so um, as, as, as a... What's as, his secret, Alan? Uh, rather not say. Well, the fact that the fact that he's graduated from uh, Russian State Social University, so he's a graduate from Ergesu. So um, just say uh, tomorrow, Alexander, Sasha, a very happy birthday to you. And um, he does it. Look, Fury did his best, but he's not at that level anyway, shape or form. Uh, there was actually another big talking point as well. Sorry, Dublin, I know you have uh, some more news. A big talk, talking point in um, the lightweight title fight, uh, where the British boxer, uh, what you call him, Campbell. Luke Campbell won the, the lost to Lomachenko but uh, Charlie Edwards he, he was punched late when he had already hit the ground he was out basically he got body punching he was out and um, Julio Cesar Martinez the Mexican hit him when he was one knee on the canvas so he was knocked out that was it finished referee stopped the fight uh, and then all of a sudden the head uh, Suleiman uh, for the WBC the World Boxing uh, Council stood up and went no 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 we have to have a look at the video so they did a VAR they did VAR on it which is completely illegal it's completely wrong but they did it and they said yeah you got punched when you was always on the cameras and they declared a no contest so quite disgusting ok sorry go ahead All right. So also on that card Vasily Lomachenko kept his world title with an impressive win over local fighter Luke Campbell Alright, in US Open Tennis News, Moscow's Daniel Medvedev faces German qualifier Dominic Koffer tonight in, in, to progress to the quarterfinal of Grand Slam for the first time. He will most likely play Novak Djokovic, who plays Stan Wawrinka. Fellow Moscow at Andrei Rublev, uh, who beat our friend Nick Kyrgios, is also in the fourth round action, taking the 24-seeded Italian Matteo Barrettini. In the women's draw, our tip last week uh, about Anna Kalinska, the girlfriend of Nick Kyrgios, Proved on the money as she shocked local favorite Sloane Stevens. However, she lost the next match out to Christian, who had also beaten Svetlana Kuznetsova. No Russian player made the third round. Okay, that's a pity. pity. All right. In rugby, Ireland beat Wales 22-17, and Scotland had a good 44-10 win in Georgia. In cycling, story of Spain, Nicolas Rouge, 
crashed out while leading the tour, and the current leader is Naira Quintana of Colombia after today's stage. Russian interest remains with the three cyclists, or 144 Chernesk at 94th place, and Kochetkov at 73rd position. Back to you, Alan. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Okay, so we're going to go straight out to Tumen to Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, are you with us? Have you got Andrew? No? We got Andrew? Okay, we'll, we'll get back in just a moment. Um, Andy, just on that, you were just speaking before we went on air about the VAR seems to be ruining football. Is it the technology or just the implementation of the technology? Well, everyone was calling that there needed to be changes with all the mistakes that were happening, um, especially in big tournaments. I think England fans will roll it back to Frank Lampard's one that clearly crossed the line against Germany. In South Africa, yeah. Um, and then an awful lot of incidents that have been happening in the past that obviously uh, instrumental for, for really big and now financially massive games. Um, so it, I think it's the implementation, really, but it's difficult to say. Um, I think it's the the fact that the joy is being sapped out of scoring now in a lot of the leagues that have brought it in. Um, it's this horrible moment where somebody scores and you sort of think to yourself, do I celebrate, do I not? And everyone's kind of looking around at the referee and it's a horrible I moment know, to, no one knows but what, what it is it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's not like in rugby this is actually damaging the game yeah I mean and, and Tottenham had it again today um, luckiest team on the planet for VAR oh, well, and well, one of the worst teams on the planet as well ok uh, Andrew Flint are you with us? No, I certainly am how are you doing guys? very good listen Andrew we, we've uh, just a few minutes to run down those um, incomings and outgoings at Manchester uh, has Ollie worked his magic? has he gotten rid of a lot of dead wood? He's done a pretty good job, I think, all things considered. He's not been backed in the way that most people would want him to be backed by the Glazer family, but he's got rid of the players he's not going to use, so that's got to be a positive thing. Um, it's a bit embarrassing that uh, Alexis Sanchez will still be paid over 200 grand a week by Manchester United during his loan spell, but it's it's a step in the right direction at least. So I'm actually quite happy with, uh, with how the transfer window's gone so far. Um, I mean, look, look at uh, Chris Smalling. He's gone to Roma as well. So, I mean, would not have been better maybe to hang on to him? Oh, Andrew. Okay, we have uh, dropped Andrew. Okay. Andrew, are you back? No? Okay. So, uh, okay. Um, listen, Andy, talking about that with the Manchester United, the, the, the moves, um, they seem to have gotten rid of a lot of players, but at the same time, should Chris Smalling maybe have been trusted with more? Should he have been kept on? I think they've probably trusted him maybe a season or two too long. Too long. Um, difficult one to say. I mean, he may come back a, a much better. I think Roma may have an option to buy at the end of that deal, but I'm not certain on that. Um, but he may well come back a much better player for having a bit of tuition in Italy, which is considered to be one of the best places as a defender to go and learn your trade. Um, but, yeah, I mean... An, an injury crisis to that middle pit. I mean, Andrew Flint was saying that Ollie hasn't been backed. I mean, 80 million for Maguire says otherwise for me. But um, most expensive defender in the world, exactly. It, yeah, um, a difficult one. Um, I, I would have maybe been tempted to keep him, but obviously, obviously, I'm not in charge, and Ollie knows who his picks are to to cover those central positions at the back for him. Okay, um, looking around, talk about the, the English Premier League. Just looking at that right now. Um, I mean, Liverpool are, are starting to stretch their legs. They're doing well. They're, they're playing a, a good, bad of football, attacking football. Um, is it just maybe a matter of time that they start to run out of options? Because they do, regardless of who they have, like Mo Salah and so on up front, 
Um, and Sadio Mane, of course, he can score goals on stage, but they still are a little bit light up front, are they? Yeah, I think so. An injury, an, an injury to any of their front front three, and I think they could be uh, they could be very stretched once the Champions League gets up and running. Um, but not only that, I thought I think they've also looked slightly vulnerable at the back this season. Saw so Norwich had more shots of them in that first game. Uh, they've looked like they may concede. They conceded against Arsenal. Arsenal should have scored more than the one they did. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, statistically, Arsenal had a lot of chances and a lot of plays. So and, and Norwich in yeah, that first yeah. game. Um, but Norwich is, I, I can't remember the Austrian or German midfielder for Norwich that missed a hatful of chances yeah. in that first half. And yeah, um, that could be a worry as well, that if, if you lose a Van Dijk and you lose a Salah in the same week and it's a big game, it could cost them. I mean, it showed against Chelsea that if a team puts it up against them and isn't afraid... That's, Def- definitely, that, that yeah. yeah. Um, now, we, uh, earlier on Double N, he mentioned that in Group E is a very, very good group in the Champions League. That's where Liverpool, Napoli, um, Red Bull, Salzburg and Genk. So, be, OK, Genk look to be the whipping boys. Uh, Salzburg, you'd fancy them for a third place. But Napoli are no easy... There's not pushovers for Liverpool. Um, they'll have bad memories of that pre-season game as well when uh, I think it was actually played at Hamden. I'm not sh- not certain about was that. Was it the World Champions Tour? I've got no idea what it was, but it was a sell-out Hamden crowd, which is a thing of novelty anyway, um, especially when it's not involving any team from Scotland. Um, but Napoli absolutely crushed Liverpool. I think it was 3-0 or 4-0. I'm, I'm not sure which, but that would have been a big wake-up call. And they obviously troubled them last season in the Champions League. And although... They slipped up points yesterday to Juventus. I mean, Napoli have started at a blistering rate uh, this season. Yeah, scoring lots of goals. Uh, talk about crushing wins. 2-0 today for Celtic over Rangers. Um, yeah, um, I think if you're a Rangers fan today, you've been very, very disappointed. I don't think um, a lot of the players turned up. Um, they had a period in the second half that they kind of got on top but couldn't create any chances. Um, Morelos not starting was a weird one and not a weird one for me obviously he's been sent off a fair few times in those I think, I think, I think the atmosphere um, might get to him especially at home <laughs> he actually kicked out as well but the referee didn't see it so he got, oh. got a bit lucky in his 20 minute cameo towards the end uh, but yeah I think Celtic have laid down a marker now in, in Scotland and um, it's theirs although it's the beginning of the season I think it is Celtic's to lose now well, if you look at during the Europa League, of course, um, they've got Lazio, Ren, and Cluj. So, Ren are a decent team. Uh, Lazio, not a bad team at all. Uh, of course, they played Roman Derby today. Cluj, yep. uh, I don't push over from Romania. So, I mean, that's. Well, we've that already is, played them. Yeah, it's not easy for Celtic to get through that group. I mean, you'd fancy them to have a crack at second spot, but they're up against it. Yeah, it was the same last year. I think Celtic had a very tough draw last year with the, uh, the Red Bull contingent. Um, and, and Rosenborg. I mean, there were three champions of their domestic leagues in the Europa in the League. Europa League. Yeah, exactly. um, and this year, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really tough draw, but um, you'd be hoping, if they have ambitions of, of Europe after Christmas, that they get revenge on Cloys and just make sure that they grind out home wins and, and go from there. Okay. Right, we are going to chat more about European football and, of course, Russian football as well, just after the break with Kirill Bredo, the Communications Director, Prekta Secretary for Lokomotiv Moscow. He can also give us some information on how to get tickets for those Champions League matches because we've got Atletico and Juve coming to town. Okay, so we're going to go, and Bayer Leverkusen, of course. We're going to the break with Cascada and evacuate the dance floor. So have a bit of a boogie and we'll be back after this. Sports with Alan Moore. Watch me get physical out of control. 
ladies and gentlemen. ladies and gentlemen on this and boys and girls on this 1st of September here in the beautiful beautiful operation here in downtown Moscow so uh, have you an update on that score uh, between Athletic Madrid yeah actually uh, Athletic Madrid is fighting their way up and now they came back to 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 Okay. Like in 61st minute. 61st minute, okay, 2-2. Yep. Okay, yep. that's not bad for them. Uh, Andy, very quick one. Uh, you said that that uh, save um, against Lokomotiv yesterday was a load of bunkum. You said it was terrible. It was bad for the strikers, bad for the defenders, goalkeeper, the whole lot. It was awful. If if Alan Hansen had been doing the analysis of that game, he would have gone into a melt. He would have just... The, the, the robotics would have failed him. Um, <laughs> it was bad defending, bad goalkeeping, 
More bad defending with an absolutely atrocious clearance to pick out the only striker that was left there in the box standing and waiting. Followed by one of the worst finishes you will ever see from a man with an awful lot of experience to hit that along the floor with two guys sliding in. I know, I know. It's just, it, it seemed like it was almost too easy to score. You know, it, was, it, yeah. was, it, was, yeah. it was easier to score than to miss at that point. But okay, uh, folks, we're going to go straight away out to a very good friend of the show and a very good friend of Capital FM in, in, in total and to Capital Sports, of course, Timothy Kirill Bredo. He is the Communications Director and Press Secretary for Locomotive Moscow. Kirill, can you hear us? Yeah, hi, Alan. Am I, am I right to understand that you've been talking about the mix of Luka Georgios right now? We have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, how, how? It's not so funny, actually. Kirill. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that, I, 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 love, I love people who work in media, especially with clothes with a sense of humor. Kirill has the best sense of humor. Kirill, um, very, just yeah. on yesterday's game, okay. It's done, it's dusted, um, but Rostov are playing well. So to lose to Rostov at this stage of the season is not, is not, is, is not that bad. I mean, you're still in fifth place. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, to lose uh, to, to every opponent at this stage of the season is okay. Uh, it's more important to, 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 to sum it up, like, you know, to, to make some conclusions and go on. But, well, you can't lose to every team, you know. Russian Championship has a lot of teams with plus minus the same quality. So, you know, uh, let's look forward, but all of teams will lose a lot of points to, uh, with games uh, in games with underdogs, that's for sure. Exactly. Look, look... But, they- they're not underdogs, uh, Kirill. I mean, that, that, is, that is a tribute. They're a very, very good team. But, you know, even look at Lokomotiv. You've had a decent start to the season. You know, you're like eight games in. You're sitting in fifth place. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good position to be in, like, say, compared to last season. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, it, it, it's not possible to win the Premier League in the beginning of the season, but it's possible to lose it. So, like, yes, uh, we're behind three points and uh, it could be better with another result of the last match, but to be, to be honest enough, still uh, talking about the aim of the season, we have to be like uh, on a higher spot than Rostov, with all the respect to this team. And uh, so like, yeah, we were losing them three points, but it's okay. Let's look what we're going to be in, in, a, in a finish of the season. And still, e- even if Luka Georgievich uh, would not miss his chance, still we would have just one point. You know, the difference between one point and zero point is not is not so huge. Exactly. Yeah, you need to like you'll start winning those games again. Um, look, of course, huge news shows in the week, and we were chatting about this. And I mean, it was the delight from people everywhere. The fact that for the Champions League, uh, you guys have gotten two really, really good teams. Actually, three really good teams at Bayer Leverkusen as well. Juventus and Atletico Madrid. Um, how excited is the Erzete Arena? How excited are people in Chakizova right now? Yeah, of course we're, we're excited. We're really excited because, to be honest enough, last season, and despite of the, of the result that we had at uh, uh, the finish of the group stage campaign, but still we had openings. Uh, still, they outscored us, but still, this is a lot of people said that this is this, the group of League Europe uh, level, you know, in terms of the, 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 the names that we play. So, of course, it's a great pleasure to, to play in Champions League with really the best teams of the, of the Europe. That, that's why all of teams uh, want to play here. Yeah, that is true. I mean, if you look at, um, you've got, like, you know, even, you know, letting me trade, they're like, you know, Huge European team and Juventus. I mean, they're Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and Andy McLean has he has a question here for you, Kiro. I'm 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 going to play the uh, the unhappy, grumpy, 
supporter at this point and say, um, if given the choice, so Locomotive have got a, a glamour group, if you if you want to call it that, whereas Zenit isn't quite as glamorous. Um, however, the way that the coefficients work for the Champions League and Europa League, so I think Russia have got four teams in it this season. Your points are then divided by the four teams. So therefore, if Locomotive end up with, let's say, one point from that group, their coefficient for Russia goes down dramatically. So would you rather have one season with a glamour group or one season with a group like Zenit's and make sure that you're getting three teams or two teams into the Champions League every season? What would you? What would be your preference? Well, I guess uh, it's really strange to, 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 to think about uh, what group is the easiest one, what is the group of death, because I can just repeat that last season we had really... <laughs> I think okay. we've gone. I think yeah. what, I think what just, he was about uh, to say was they had an easy group. Yeah, double N will get it back on. Of course, last year's group was with Atletico Madrid as well, with um, uh, Galatasaray and Schalke. It wasn't an easy group. I thought, like, I mean, none of the teams are mugs. Schalke had a bad start to the season, but again, they're a decent side. It was side. fairly even, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think it was... The, the results were a bit disappointing. Exactly. I mean, the last game was Galatasaray. I just remember when... Um, you know, it was just so cold, and the Galatasaray fans were were freezing, and uh, the local DJ played uh, "Highway to Hell." <laughs> I was just like, "That's just epic trolling." Okay, we've got it. Kirill back on the phone. Kirill, you can hear us again. Yes, yes, I hear. So uh, to, to continue, I'd like to say that uh, Zenit's group is is not so easy actually, because you know to 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 after, to take uh, from the fourth uh, part, uh, Leipzig is not an easy way. It's not a lucky way, you know. To, to, to make a draw. Possibly. This is really a difficult team. And also Lyon. Lyon is a very strong team. Last year, Lyon is the only team in Europe, maybe except Liverpool, that uh, was better than Manchester City in both matches uh, they played in group stage. So this uh, the group that uh, Zenit has is not even easier than we have. But names that we face in group stage with Cristiano Ronaldo in Moscow and so on is so good that, of course, this, it's better to have this group. Okay, Kirill, what was there a discussion, or is there ever a discussion of where, uh, if, for example, you, you know, you got like this massive group, um, would it be worthwhile moving the games, say, to Luzhniki or something, to to try and make some extra money? Excuse me. Would, would uh, when you get these big uh, group, uh, these big teams in, um, w- was there ever, or would there ever be a discussion in Lokomotiv to move the group games to say Luzhniki? Uh, to get maybe 40, 50, 60,000 people to come to a game instead of playing at the Urgeday Arena? Yeah, we've discussed uh, the, 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 this possibility because, you know, CSKA did it last year and we also wanted to do the same last year. But uh, again, our group was not so, like, uh, full of celebrities. <laughs> this year, yes, it was like 50-50. But, you know, there are a lot of opinions here you have to consider. The opinion of head, of head coach, the opinion of your fans, the opinion of your players. And it's not a secret that for majority of all of them, uh, it's better to play at home. Because uh, we we fighted for, for the possibility to play in Champions League here at home at the arena. So it's really logically to play Champions League also here. So finally, we, we had this decision. And, you know, uh, we will do everything that Lokomotiv, the most loyal fans, uh, will have a possibility to visit all the games, but not like uh, Glory Hunters and not like uh, just fans of Juventus or Atletico Madrid who live in Moscow, with all the respect to them. 
Listen, give it, I, I, I admire that because it's something that I've, I've always said like in Ireland when, um, well, Shelburne, they, they got to the Champions League, well, the knockout stages um, or the qualification knockout stages and they wanted, to, they moved the games then to, well, Lansdowne Road at the time, so the big main stadium to get more money. I didn't see the point in it. I said, like, have your own little, like, like cauldron, like the Erge day really could be when you've got like 20,000 people, the place rocks. Um, Kirill, talking about tickets... Um, a lot of our listeners have messaged already about where can they get tickets on online. So, what, like, how when would the tickets be announced, and when would they go on sale for the non-season uh, ticket holders? Uh, yeah, it's all about our loyal fans, as I have already said. So, so fourth September we start uh, to to sell tickets, but not the tickets, but uh, tickets for all the three home matches. You know, until the eighth of September, uh, with our uh, season ticket holders can buy with some uh, 30% sale t- uh, tickets for their friends and for their families. After that, there will be one week a possibility to our card holders to buy the, uh, the tickets for all group, st- uh, group uh, matches. And after that, yes, there will be like a free possibility to buy. So the idea is again to show why our season tickets, uh, uh, why the, the price that we have uh, for our season ticket is how it is to show the value of this product, you know, to show that we really respect our loyal fans, you know. Well, that's, that's, I'll take a step back in that, and I'll, and I'll point it to, what, uh, to our listeners who might, not all might be aware of what, what that is. That you had raised your ticket prices, not, some people said a huge amount, but I, I don't agree. I think you raised them wisely. So now it's kind of showing, look, if you trusted us and you backed us and you bought the tickets to help our club, now the payback comes along. That that that's the thinking yeah, behind this. Okay, I mean no, I, I mean that that for, that for interrupting you, yeah. but uh, our uh, we raise uh, the price, but it's still lower than Sparta has, than CSKA has, and uh, they don't have Champions League, and we have these games included. So I don't I don't see any problems. Yeah, no, listen, I, Kira, I totally agree. I think you know the the locomotive fans are very very loyal. They they love the club more than anything else, of course, and you know they you know. They're they're back in the club and and it's and, it's, and again it's the work that you guys are doing around the stadium. I saw the the game yesterday. The people just having a it was like a carnival atmosphere. It was perfect. So long made at last. Finally, finally, um, final question for him. Um, would you prefer to finish second or third in that group? Second or third? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, it would be really, I don't know, too optimistic to, to make some aims in a group like that. With Juventus and Atletico, for sure, targeting uh, the victory in Champions League, you know. Of course, uh, we want to, 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 to play good every game, we want to win every game. And also, in comparison with last season, let's say that uh, last season, uh, a lot of time we really played well, not worse, but even better sometimes than the opening. But we're a little bit unlucky. Maybe in terms of that, maybe because of the some balance uh, of, of of luck <laughs> in this world, we'll be a little bit luck, uh, luckier this season. A lot of our players are really motivated to show in Europe that last season locomotive is not the real one. So of course, a lot of uh, a lot of things depends on the first uh, away game in Liverpool because you know how you start. Of course, it's really a lot. Yes. Well, well, listen, we have oh, oh. on our next, just to go across, we're going to go to break, but just in the next segment of our show, we will have Ronan Murphy, who is our Bundesliga correspondent. He'll be previewing Leverkusen for us and for our listeners. So you might want to have a listen as well, Giro. Thank you. Okay, Giro, thank you so, so much. A very, very successful season and we'll see you very, very soon.
Okay, we're going to go back to the break right now. Uh, that was Kira Brito, of course, the Press Secretary, Communications Director for Locomotive Moscow, so fingers crossed for them. Uh, of course, we'll be covering all those, uh, Russia, well, the local games, Siska and uh, Locomotive, for you listeners in the Champions and Europa League. We'll speak about it a bit after the break. However, we're going to go back to the break with Sarah Burrells and Love Song, so have fun. We'll be back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
more. Okay, we are back loud and, well, alive because of course I had my uh, difficulties today. I, I, I was very, very sick today, most of the day. Um, it was food poisoning, so uh, it was quite bad. It was very, very bad. I think I make it to the studio today. Didn't even go to see the All-Ireland final, which uh, Dublin drew. So they didn't get their five in a row. And as uh, Andy said now that uh, Kerry had their one chance to uh, upset the apple cart, but they didn't do it. Um, I do want to say, if, if she's in Pauline, thank you again for water today, because that actually saved me as well, and for the uh, chai masala. So thank you very much. Um, uh, Nazar, any uh, update on that score at um, the Oh, it's still to do. Still to do. Yeah. Andy, you said there was a goal chalked off. Yeah, a little while back, Diego Costa had scored, but uh, it went to VAR and he was offside, so it was, it was disallowed. Oh, okay. Um, just one thing that um, we're always talking about, you know, Moscow, I had a discussion this week uh, at a mini forum um, about sports events here in Moscow. And people said that it's like it's not worth holding here because just people don't show up and it's too costly and so on and so forth. Well, just so you know, it's going to not cost you very much. On Tuesday... September 3rd, okay, at 6 o'clock out at the Sapsan Arena out in Chikizugo. So you've got the MCK and you've got the Red Line. Um, if you have a car, you can park there nearby as well. Russia are playing Estonia in the UEFA 2021 Women's Qualifiers. Now, they won on Friday evening out in, in uh, Velenia in Slovenia. They won one nil away. Uh, of course, there's a lot of CSKA and Lokomotiv girls who are all playing for that Russian team. So if you have a chance and you want to bring it to kids, oh, sorry, 7 o'clock Moscow time, excuse me, um, to, uh, I've just corrected, 7 o'clock Moscow time. So bring them out for a little bit of football and sports your own. Of course, there are, <laughs> there are European qualifiers this week as well. Uh, we know that, let's just look at Group I, Group I, I as in me and me as in Andy Mack. So, of course, Scotland, uh, will they be getting pumped at Hamden on the 6th of September? Against Russia? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really, really, I don't, I, it's, this Scotland squad's still kind of finding itself under Steve Clark, so it'll be quite interesting. Uh, but now there's so much hype about it this season that, Undoubtedly, Scotland will probably just explode into a absolute pummeling. I, I, I really don't know what to expect. It could it could go one way or the other. Okay, um, and of course, yes, yeah, Scotland. You have Belgium at home, so hoping to erase that uh, June thrashing, the three 0 thrashing over in uh, Best, uh, Brussels uh, on the 9th of September. Russia are home against Kazakhstan in Kaliningrad. Um, they should win that one fairly handy, shouldn't they? Yeah, I think um, I think Russia and Belgium will probably pick up most points in in, in this group. I don't think uh, obviously Scotland proved that Kazakhstan can be a tricky away away time. Away, and and, and, and um, the pitch was like basically like lino. Yeah, it, it was carpet. Yeah, it, was it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it's like playing in your kitchen when you've had the the builders do a, oh, a crappy job. Awful, awful, awful. Okay, all right. So that's uh, Russia. Should they should be picking up at least four points in those two games? Shouldn't they? I'd have thought so. I, I think they'll be very disappointed if if they got anything less than that. Okay. Uh, elsewhere, of course, like there's, uh, the Republic of Ireland are playing uh, Switzerland at home. So that's, or sorry, Switzerland away. So that let's just let's just move on very quickly from that. I, I, I don't see Ireland doing well at the moment because there's a lot of hatred right now at home. Now, of course, we already have spoken about the Champions League and Europa League, of course, and two teams of great interest for Russian teams, uh, of course, are Bayer Leverkusen and. Uh, Red Bull Leipzig because Red Bull Leipzig were tipped by our man for the Bundesliga uh, Ronan Murphy and Ronan is joining us from Ireland right now Ronan how are you doing? Not too badly That's good Ronan listen um, quick question straight away oh we have just 
lost Ronan, so Double N is going to get him back. Um, he's back on. He's back on. Yep. Ronan, you're back with us. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, yes, he is. That is great. Listen, Ronan, that's okay. Ronan, we'll 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 hang on to you while we have you on the line. Um, some strange results this weekend. Borussia Dortmund going down in uh, Berlin to Union. That was for me. That was like shock, shock of all matches this weekend in Europe. Yeah, it definitely was. It's a bit like I suppose Crystal Palace beating Man City. That's equivalent of a, a result. It was a, a huge shock to the system for Borussia Dortmund, especially as they were expected to maybe run away with the league by some pundits this season. Especially after their fine start, people thought they'd pick up maximum points early in the season, and they've already suffered a, a defeat in their third game in. It, it does put the pressure on them because now when you look at their group I mean there was all the pictures of Slavia Prague's uh, representatives at the, at the group draw because Borussia have Barcelona and Inter Milan in their group that's, that's a very tough group to get out of in the Champions League as well isn't it? Oh it definitely is and perhaps maybe they would have been hoping for something a bit easier especially because of the, the seeding they had they were second seed so they would have been hoping for perhaps an easier group but I don't think Barcelona or Inter will be pushovers, especially not Barcelona. I wouldn't imagine they'll take anything from them. So it's between them and Inter for second place, and maybe Slavia might be an, an easy match for Inter and, and Dortmund. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too confident on Dortmund going to the knockout stage, especially if they are kind of as inconsistent as they look in the Bundesliga so far. And they've gone down, they've conceded early in each of their three games. They've had to come behind from behind in the first two matches and they weren't able to come from behind in, in the match against Union Berlin this weekend so it's they, they need to upgrade the defence and Matt Hummels really isn't doing the job that they expect of him so far um, look, uh, They're opening up at home um, against Barcelona on the 17th of September um, windows closed and so on and so forth do you see anybody else in the ranks who might add a bit of steel to that lineup? No, I think they've kind of finished their business. I, I wouldn't expect much to happen tomorrow. I, I think they've, they've spent enough money and they've uh, invested well in, around the pitch and they have brought in Matt Hummels. Maybe it's just going to take them a while to get up to speed and to, to gel with Akanji because maybe Akanji is, also doesn't look fully fit. He was kind of rushed back from injury last season, so that could be part of the problem. So maybe the international break could be good for Dortmund to perhaps these injured lads or these older lads to, to get a rest and to, to get a chance to uh, to relax and come back maybe a bit fitter. Okay, uh, no, that's good. I mean, we'll, we'll go straight away now to Group G, uh, which of course is Zenit, Benfica, Lyon, and Red Bull Leipzig. Now we've we've looked at these already. We said that uh, you know these teams are not easy. Uh, Kirill uh, Bredo, who is the communications director, the press secretary for Lokomotiv Moscow, he looks at that group as being quite tough, especially Leipzig. Now you've tipped Leipzig um, to be up, uh, you know, there and about at the end of the season, and they're doing quite well. They had a, they had a good win already this weekend. Yeah, there, there was an interesting statistic that came out about Julian Nagelsmann. He's the first Leipzig manager to ever win the first four competitive matches in charge. I know there only exists maybe for a dozen years or so, but still that's an impressive stat to, to begin life at any club with four wins on the trot in all competitions and they're the only team to pick up maximum points so far in the Bundesliga. So he, A lot was expected of him and I, I know I expected a lot of myself from him judging by the, the work he had done at Hoffenheim and he, it seems to be he's continuing that at Leipzig he's adapting to Leipzig rather than adapting them to him so far so it seems to be a kind of perfect match and perhaps if anyone's going to take the title from Bayern Munich 
it will be them and then looking to the Champions League I think they are probably the strongest team in the in the group for for the Russian opponents rather than Benfica or Lyon I don't think that they will be as maybe difficult to, to face in Europe as Leipzig will Okay. Um, the other, of course, uh, Russian opponents who who be joining us here in Moscow, uh, they'll be here on the 26th of November, so um, God love for Bayer. They better bring their uh, thermal underper- underpants. Um, Juve, Athletic Madrid, Bayer and Lokomotiv Moscow. Um, for our, We have a lot of uh, Lokomotiv listeners, and of course, Kirill, Kirill will be listening as well. Just how good are Bayer Leverkusen? They're both great and terrible at the same time. <laughs> It's a, a different team could turn up depending on the match because one of the things is expected in every game is that Leverkusen will score loads of goals and maybe they'll concede loads of goals and then you would have bet your house on them having another high scoring match this weekend and they, they drew nil nil and it's kind of it, they're the most unpredictable predictable team out there you, you just don't know what you're going to get but you, you, sh- you will get a lot of attacking they had 19 corners to zero this weekend and they weren't able to do anything with it but Usually they get plenty of goals, but they concede a lot of goals too. So it, they had been talking with getting, maybe getting in an experienced central defender to help out with that, and they were talking about getting Vertonghen from from Spurs. But I'm not sure that'll happen before the window closes tomorrow, and maybe there will be just a liability at the back. So Lokomotiv should be confident of maybe taking three points at home against them, but they probably will get zero away. That kind of a, a fixture for them. Well, is it look at looking at them? I mean, they 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 sent uh, Tin Yedvai, the uh, the Croatian international who was here in the World Cup last year. They sent him to Augsburg, um, I guess, to, to to toughen him up a little bit. But he's a, he's a decent central defender. Um, what was the thinking behind that to to move him away? Well, I I think looking at him today, how he did in the the, the late match today in the Bundesliga, it's no surprise they got rid of him because he's he's as slow as a tank. It seems. <laughs> He just was caught out over and over again, and that whole Augsburg defence was really slow, and and Werder Bremen were just able to tear them apart, really, and they should have had a higher score in match today and a higher score win for them today. They, they just are also a liability at the back themselves. So I, I don't think maybe Yedvoy is, is a solution there, and they probably just want, hopefully, that he'll, he'll do well at Augsburg, and maybe they'll spend money on him next summer to, to take him off their books. Um, for for Lokomotiv, um, who should they be looking at for in the team? Because I know uh, Lars Bender, the German international, he's a very very solid striker and a Jamaican, or sorry, midfielder. And uh, Leon Bailey, of course, who plays for Jamaica, is you know he, he he's known to a lot of listeners. Uh, who would you think that the, the the that people should be looking out for? It's probably Kai Havertz, the the German kind of teenage wonder kid. He's the He's the next best teenager in the Bundesliga after Jaden Sancho, and some people even say that he's better than Jaden Sancho. He plays through the middle central attacking midfielder, and there was an awful story a couple of years ago that he missed one of the games in the in the Champions League because he was only 16 or 17 at the time, and he was actually studying for his, his exams and he <laughs> skipped a post match. So, so he he is definitely one to to look out for. And Kevin Bolland then up front, he's capable of creating and scoring chances just out of nothing. He's he's just kind of a complete forward and in the Bundesliga in the past 12 or in 2019 only Lewandowski has been involved in more goals than him because Lewandowski just scores everything but Volland is kind of a, a complete forward and he's definitely one that's going to cause problems for Lokomotiv is, is there a weak link in that lineup? because I, I've, yeah, I've seen like uh, say Dragovic the Austrian player him playing so on he, he can be a bit slow as well but um, is there anywhere that Lokomotiv if you were telling uh, Yuri Shomin 
pick on this player that you would reckon they'd get a bit of a, a profit out of? I think maybe the whole defence as a whole could be the, the weakness because they tend to play high and that's the way Peter Bosch plays. He was the same with Russia Dortmund and that leaves him open to counter-attacking. So if you can get the ball quick, you can press them high up the pitch, get the ball back quick and break quickly, to, you're definitely going to have plenty of chances and opportunities because their, their defence isn't, just isn't quick enough and maybe it's because they play so deep and because they decide to attack with kind of everything they have at every opportunity they, they have, it leaves them exposed. Um, overall, so far, the start of the the um, the, the, the Bundesliga, um, what has stood out for you so far in, in the games you've seen? Um, maybe the fact that Bayern Munich, when they do kind of turn on the tap, that goals are just coming from everywhere. And yeah, I think it was the first time since the 90s that they scored with six different players this weekend, that six different Bayern players got on score sheet in one match. And that's kind of maybe what they were missing in the last few years that they were reliant, too reliant on, on Lewandowski and maybe with Coutinho after coming in and Perisic who got his first goal they have more opportunities and more options where they can get the goals from and that's going to be a big problem for everyone else in the Bundesliga and as well in the Champions League to uh, to defend because you can't just single out Lewandowski kind of like Liverpool did and nullified last year and they had no plan B there might be more of a plan B this season with, with the new signs that they brought in Okay, listen, that is brilliant. Roland, thank you so, so much. And we're going to get, get you back on in a couple of weeks. And thank you very, very much for your time this evening. I know it was, kind of a, it was almost a last-minute shout, a cry from, from the soul. But thank you very, very much, and thanks for your information as well. You're welcome, man. Cheers. Have thanks, Roland. Okay, that was our man, Ronan Murphy. Of course, he is with Goal.com as well. Uh, was here covering the World Cup in Kaliningrad last year. Now, uh, do we have a score update from that Ethical Madrid? Uh, yeah, and a couple of more minutes to play, but the score is still the same, 2-2. Three two. Oh, a goal has oh. just gone in. A goal has just gone in. Well, then it's uh, no last minute update. Ninety um, first minute winner for Atletico Madrid. Well, I say oh. winner. It's uh, in a couple of score. <laughs> um, Thomas, that's who scored it. That's not me just shouting out the, oh, the tank engine <laughs> or cockney rhyming slang. All right, very very good. Okay, so three two right now. Go good fight back from two 0 down. Um, Andy, very very quickly, your tips for the English and Russian Premier Leagues for this week, please. Um, I think um, the oh sorry, not for for the international games this week. Excuse me, my my, my big miss for the international games this week. Uh, that is a very, very good question. I'd been looking at the other ones. Let's have a look at the rundown that we've got. Because I was going to say, what about the, the Scotland-Russia? I'm going to press you on that one. You're going to put me on the spot yeah. for Scotland-Russia. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be looking at both teams to score. I wouldn't like to wager which way that would go, but I think you'd probably get fairly decent odds on uh, both teams to score in that one. Uh, in terms of the other games, looking at a bit of value... Um, I'm sorry to say it, but I think Switzerland away would probably represent good value against Ireland in that first game. Yeah, I think I think Switzerland um, should should. I hate to say it, but they should win us. They should win us. Um, and I'd also be looking at North Macedonia have a, a difficult one, but Israel away, uh, Israel at home haven't lost in five. That's included um, wins over Scotland, Albania, and Austria, all fairly decent teams. And I think uh, Israel over. Uh, close to even money is also a pretty good you got that? solid bet, yeah. Okay, so you're just uh, recap again. So both teams to score, Scotland, Russia. And then uh, I'd, I'd maybe go for a double chance Switzerland draw or 
win to be safe on that one. But I think if you're looking for bigger value, Switzerland to beat Ireland and then Israel at home to and beat Israel North Macedonia. Okay, that's good. Uh, by the way, any updates in the tennis in the US Open? Because no, Serena Williams is uh, on court. Yeah, Serena Williams had lost uh, the first game. Um, she, she was broken, but she's now back on even kill. She's actually 3-2 up in the first set. Uh, and Johanna Conta is currently in the final set against uh, the Czech Republic's Pliskova. Um, she is, it's one set each, and Pliskova is 5-4 up with Conta serving. Okay, very, very quick rundown because, of course, that, uh, the, it finishes, uh, double N mentioned earlier on, Lazio-Roma, the, uh, the Eternal Derby was 1-1. The Real Madrid-Villarreal game kicks off in just three minutes' time in uh, La Liga. Uh, lots of our games in Italy have just started, but they're all nil-nil right now. So, calorie inter and so on and so forth, so it's all nil-nil. Um, and I'm just happy on track one. That's just, I'm just quite happy. Stad Rene, so Stad Ren, so just so you know, they lost 2-1 at home to Nice. So, yeah. yeah. Game, nice game, game turned on another VAR decision. Yeah, goal, yeah. goal disallowed for Rene at one 0 up, and then uh, a penalty and a late, late winner for Nice. Yeah, ninety second minutes for that one. So okay, right, folks, we're going to go away for the week. We're back next weekend, so I hope everyone, when you're going back to school tomorrow, going to college, deskies out, wherever it may be, uh, have a good time, have fun tomorrow, enjoy yourselves. It's a long year ahead, a lot of pressure, but as uh, my son Tim told me this joke, so uh, man's lying in bed, won't get out. Or spare side of bed, and the woman comes in and says, like, get out of bed, get out of bed. He goes, no, I, can't, I don't want to go. He's like, why? Because all the kids hate me. He's like, no, come on, you have to go. Yeah, but all the teachers hate me too. He's like, yeah, but you have to go. But all the parents hate me. He's like, but you have to go. You're the director. <laughs> right. Tim told me that joke, and it was two years ago. It was funny. Because when I got the... Anyway. All right, so we're going to go into the good night. I'm and sorry that's you, just yeah, to add. That is you. That is me. I'm talking about myself, you know. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. All right, so we're going to go away. So, folks, thank you very much for tonight. Double N, thank you for the updates. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and for coffee as well, chai masala as well. And Andy, thank you for getting back and yeah. being back in Good shape. to be back with Capital Sports. I mean, sports. sports exactly. Sorry, Alan. Capital Sports. I didn't mean to Capital Sports. Exactly. Folks, we are going out into the good night. So I want to play this out on something that will just be a bit funky, a bit fun. It's a bit of a, 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 a sort of a throwback to a better age when music was actually music, when it was a lot of fun to be had. So um, we'll say good night to you. We'll have, uh, we'll have a good busy week. You have a great week and we'll talk to you next Sunday night. This is Gorillas and 192000. Talk to you next week. Sports with Alan Moore. It's the music that we choose. 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 It's the music that we choose.